0: Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Smug,
1: confident, secure because you are sane. Do you know what madness is or how it strikes? seen the demons that surge through the corridors of the crazed mind, come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into
0: it. Let her rip to you. The terror from scum of the earth. Okie dokie, folks, I'm Frank Bonacci and I'm the scum of the earth. Hold on a second. I'm on seventh. Yeah! yeah! Daddy's feeling hot tonight. I'm over here in Vegas with my new pal, Chuck. Say hi, Chuck. What difference does it make?
1: You know, a long time ago, being crazy meant something. Nowadays, everybody's crazy.
0: Okay. Why am I feeling hot? So, how I find interviews is. I kinda of scroll through social media and because of what I do, I get a lot of trailers set in my Instagram feed and I just kinda of pick what I think looks interesting or cool. And then when you reach out to somebody, you're hoping that it comes through and it feels like you just hit the tables when somebody answers back. And it really feels like you hit big when you actually enjoy the movie that you're interviewing somebody about. Would you boys like some drinks? I'm good. Do you need anything, Chuck? Well, God, I guess you're my best friend being Zion Vintages. Uh. Okay. Take down a bit, Chuck. One such movie was the Resurrection of Charles Manson. I saw the trailer. I'm like, ooh, this could be interesting. So I hit up the director, Remy Grillo, and he said yes. And it's been like that. I've just been getting lucky. Come on, I'm at the slot machines now. Yeah, doing great, Chuck. Where to after this? Do you feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like Wolfie Bob's right? get yeah, you always know what to say, Chuck. Well, anyway, here's that interview with Remy Grillo. Enjoy. Command Uh, So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited.
1: So you're on the West Coast? I'm in Los Angeles right now, but are you you in New York? I'm in New York, yeah. Okay, so I grew up in New York. I'm I've been in LA for 7 years, but New York was home.
0: Oh, where in New York are you guys from?
1: Uh I grew up in uh, Manhattan. Oh, so cool. I mainly lived in Chelsea,
0: yeah. Oh, cool. You guys are ca- yeah. I look. I was doing a quick Google search for this, is so you guys a Calabrese like me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> A lot a lot of uh, a lot of crazy Italians in our family. Oh, sure. I'm half Calabrese, half Sicilian, so we're all nuts. That's yeah. So I'm
1: Sicilian, Calabrese. My mom's family's from Naples. So oh. it's a whole it's a whole mishmash of criminals in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Yeah. I'm the only one in my immediate family who hasn't been convicted of a major felony. So yeah, I get where it's, you're coming from.
1: It's funny. We talk about, you know, our whole cause my dad's got five cousins, four of them are boys, one girl, but it's you know, the whole past of them growing up was fights and this and that. And now yeah. the new generation is like, I think it I think it's gonna skip over us. I think we're okay. <laughs> Oh, we're
0: soft, like, yeah, my, it's, even yeah. if you're still here, like in New York, we're, we're soft compared to that generation. Oh, yeah. it's, the, it's a shit. different time. Like, oh, I remember, God, yeah. Like, my dad came home with covered in blood one time, and I just, like, don't, it's just like, I just knew better not to ask, and he got into you some kind ask. of fight. It's like, all right, yeah. that's something that like, He's home,
1: we're good, I don't need to know the details. Do you ever watch your dad fight? Like, train? Like, boxing? Oh, wait, well, yeah, your dad actual. train. He boxes. I've never seen him get into an actual fight, knock on wood. Uh, but then I started training with him when I was about
0: 11. So I've been boxing now for most of my life. Yeah, you said that, which was a fun flex on the uh, the corresponds. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna do my boxing yeah. training. Like, oh, good for you, man. I, yeah, I'm a yoga bitch. So that's what I, that's my, you know trip. what? I, I've i gotten into yoga because no one taught me how
1: to stretch when I was getting started with boxing. So now I'm 26, but I've got my knees feel like I'm 85. Oh, I've started doing yoga and stretching because I it's need to really be really
0: important. It's really it important. That's why it I started is. doing it. There's Cause I could not move. I'm I, I'm a little older than yeah. you. I'm in my forties, so I'm sitting there like I can't move. And I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like you know the last couple of years, I you know
1: you were inside so much and just sitting and and not move. I was like I'm in so much pain. I was just I went back to New York for the holidays and it was like seven degrees out. and like the cold
0: the cold hurt my joints i was like this is way too soon for this to be happening oh yeah now it it comes man especially if you do boxing training which is yeah it's it's all it's a lot of it's funny it's like oh it's like you got to watch your face like no that's all knees man you're constantly moving over yeah
1: knees shoulders i mean i get hit in the face a lot but luckily i'm not really in front of the camera so we're good
0: (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot of friends who are second and third generation working in the industry Uh, whose family worked in the industry. Was it obvious to you that this is what you wanted to get being at your father's in film? Or is it just like... Yeah, so, I mean, what's really interesting because I've had this conversation and I think right now there's
1: this whole topic of like the Nepo baby with the next generation of Hollywood having a lot of famous parents. I mean, I guess I fall into that category in a way. But when I was growing up, my dad wasn't, where he is now like he was very much always a working actor so I enjoyed like going to visit him on set but it wasn't until I was 18 that he really popped off and I just always loved writing and that was really my passion. But then as I got older, I was like, oh, hang on, there's a lot more. And uh, I went to film school, and that was really where directing and cinematography kind of became my passion. I think it, since it's what I grew up in, it's what I was exposed the most to, but it was always, am I gonna do it? Is it just kind of gonna be a fun phase, being young and writing you know, comic books and all these superhero stories, or will something else change along the way? But it stuck. And you know, what's funny is I saw, I saw Hurt Locker and that was one of those, when they say like the movie that kind of changed it for you, Hurt Locker switched something in me. And I remember after I saw that, I was like, okay, no, I want to make movies like this. So Hurt Locker was that movie for me. But I grew up watching great movies,
0: and yeah. Yeah, so what are some of your favorite films?
1: I love Goodfellas. I love Reservoir Dogs. I, this question, I always like. I always have this question ready, and then someone asks me it, and, and all the movies leave my head.
0: Is that It always changes for me.
1: <laughs> always changes. It really does change. I love Little Miss Sunshine. I'm trying to think.
0: It really does vary in kind yeah. of the mood that I'm in. Right, exactly. That's how I am. I'm going to flex real quick you know I, I I've, I've told this I don't think I've told this on the I told this to Rosen and Swab but I actually watched them shoot a piece of Goodfellas when I was Did a kid you? yeah when I was eight years old because they were shooting in 88 or 89 right and they were shooting down the street from me and no way yeah the scene where they bust out the restaurant yeah uh, I, I'm trying to bang this girl Henry that whole sequence right and uh, my dad just came home and he's just like, dude, this. Well, he didn't say, dude. He's like, the <laughs> new Robert De Niro movie down the street, like a few blocks away. We gotta go check it out. And we're looking for Robert De Niro because at that time we don't know who Ray Liotta is or even yeah. really Joe Pesci. So we just see like, where's Robert De Niro? I don't care. And like, you know, I'm eight, so I don't. I just know Robert De Niro. And I remember thinking it was a funny thing watching that. I remember thinking, wow, filmmaking is so boring it's like no so, it, when you watch it in it that context is. it is
1: yeah it's, hurry up it and wait is, though it's by the way it's all waiting i mean i remember going to visit and like when i would visit my dad on set when you're a kid it's fun because like there's candy everywhere and like there's they give you the headphones and you're watching but then at some point you're like i'm just sitting here watching them say the same three words over and over and over again you like this is boring but then once you do it like when we were shooting i was like this is stressful and Aging, but I'm having the best time ever.
0: Yeah, it's the ultimate like adrenaline rush. I've worked in production for 20 years. Yeah. I, I made a film. And yeah, it's it's the wor- It's, I worked it as GE, which is literally you wash yeah. your ass in the morning and just fight sleep the rest of the day as you occasionally get up to move lights. Yeah. And just it, it is most of the work is in the morning and then occasionally you're like, you change every once in a
1: while or you don't, or if you're on a stage. It's just you sit and
0: that's it. Unless there's a location move, which is the worst feeling. I hate location the moves. It's, it, it's it's painful. demoralizing. It's it really is the worst. Is it is did. the worst way to beat you down. Once, especially what's after lunch, it's mm-hmm. tough to get people moving on a set after lunch. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, you have to basically do the morning, the stress of getting dug into a location in the morning over again. Oh it's, yeah. It's hard
1: <laughs> It hurts. It really hurts. I think people are like, oh, it must be so much fun. I'm like, yeah, it is fun to make movies, but there is those days where like, you have three location moves, and I don't think you understand the stress. Of loading and unloading and setting up and taking
0: down, and it it hurts. What's some of your heaviest crew days on that that film? oh you know
1: we were always a small crew. I think there was only towards the end where we had like five actors the most. But you know we had a couple rough. Uh, we shot in Joshua Tree out here, and uh we were shooting exterior nights a lot in the winter. And the climax of the movie takes place you know at night, and there's this big fire sequence, and it's like three o'clock in the morning, and we're going and we're going. And you're like I can I can see the finish line and a four. 40 mile gust of wind comes and just knocks everything out. Oh no. And and the fire safety guys right there. And I looked at him, I go, how do I fix this? And he goes, (laughs) You don't. (laughs) I go. So what now? He goes, you got to wrap up and come back tomorrow. I was like, oh. But, you know, this shoot, it was some hard days. We had a grip actually quit on us during a location move. He got oh. in his car and he drove home, but <laughs> he had the key to the equipment truck.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What an awkward phone call somebody has to make. It was so
1: like, it was so, so we're done for the day, but now we have to figure out how to get a key. And we're three hours from LA. So it's the day is done. Oh, my yeah.
0: God so how did this film come about this is your first feature film this is my first feature yeah
1: so i met josh one of the writers and actors of the film i met him in 2008 at our at our boxing gym churchill boxing and we kind of just got to talking he was you know always going from show to show and i was i hadn't started film school yet but i'd done an internship with blumhouse over the summer doing script coverage yeah So we kind of just hit it off and we kept in touch throughout the years. And in 2021, I had graduated and he sent me the script and he was like, I just wrote the script and we really would like some just notes on it. Would you be interested? And I was like, sure. And it was a really long version of the script was like 120 pages, I think. And I was like, you know, it needs work, but..." It's a really cool concept. So then kind of from that point on, I would just work with him periodically and give him script notes. And I got like three or four different drafts of the script. And then it was like, you know, when you make this, I'd love to kind of just get like a you know a grip job or a PA job. Whatever I can do would be great. December comes and they had a director attached. He dropped, he got a better opportunity with another show. And Josh was like, Hey man, like you've been on this now for about six or seven months. How do you feel about making a pitch deck and kind of selling yourself to the producers? And I was like, I'd love that. So for for about 3 weeks I had to meet with a bunch of different people and then uh the first week of January I got the job. Wow. Yeah. So it was like new year, everything changed with and like the first I'm, I'm my birthday is January 4th. By January 7th I had the job. So it was kind of a cool first week.
0: <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was it was really cool. Who are some filmmakers you admire?
1: I've always loved Tarantino and Scorsese. I actually really love Agnès Varda. I remember studying her a lot in school. Mm. Um, I loved the silent era film. So like, you know, the Buster Keaton's, Charlie Chaplin's, that whole era. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. He's the GOAT right now. Yeah, he's great. I loved Whiplash. Whiplash was, I was a big fan of Whiplash. I haven't seen Babylon yet. Um, I haven't seen Babylon either. I haven't seen it's It's a, you know, the, I feel like the the three and a half hour movie is like the thing right now. I'm like, I just don't have the time to sit down and watch it's that much of a movie.
0: It's Yeah. Really it's like tough. Avatar
1: two. It's like, I would love to see it, but that's <laughs> like a, it's like, I might as well fly to New York.
0: It's like the same amount of time between getting to the theater. Trailers, movie, driving home. It's it's interstate commuting when you really like look at that, where it's like, I, it's yeah, three and a half hours out when you're like working is, yeah. is tough. It's and that's what, when a movie's like hour 32, I'm like hour 32 is like my sweet spot. It's like, oh, hour 37. Oh, Perfect. I love, it. I love yeah. it. This movie is 75 minutes long, and I'm like, wow. That was yeah. my, that's my film's my feature, my first features length, which is great. It, it's like, I think it's for, for this get me genre, in, and
1: in and out. And it's it moves. You don't you're not wasting time. You're not it's not slowing down. It just
0: goes how it needs to go. So yeah, you got it so from a hundred and twenty page scripts, so you got it, it down ended, to like a ninety or eighty something. It, so it like ended 90? up being about an eighty-eight page script. Yeah,
1: which that process alone of of taking the script, the script changed so much from like the first one I got to the final shooting script. And that was a really cool process, too, because it was the first time that, you know, I had done so many shorts in school and I'd obviously read a lot of final versions of scripts, but I'd never really been involved in the feature process of how much a script changes. And then once you have an idea of where you're going to be shooting and who's going to be in it then it kind of changes again it adapts to the location
0: it's no it's like every once okay we have the finished script now every department comes, chimes in and goes well if right. you do this you need to have this, and then exactly. that whole thing comes about, and then it's just okay. Shit, <laughs> and, and then everything's changing. Like the the script, the movie, and then the edited version are
1: three different versions of the movie.
0: It's like holding a bunch of plates, and it's just keeping spinning plates up. Yeah, and every occasionally one plate would crash, and it'd be, it'd be an issue. <laughs> uh, how many days did you shoot for?
1: Principal photography was thirteen days, and then Good. we were supposed to be sixteen, but we got shut down for COVID for a week, so we oh, kind of so shot during COVID. Yeah, we shot March twenty. 20- 2021 when like we thought covid was kind of going away and then all also oh, yeah, that second wave or third wave so day six we got we got the call that a couple of like principal players had gone covid so we shut down for a week which would lost us three days because of budget covid is so expensive so it's you like, had, you it, have to
0: have the covid person advisor yeah was it the COVID, uh, well advisor we had the covid really officer, and officer officer and we, we had a covid that's
1: officer that's who's just like you know like anybody can, like anybody could do it on set. They just get four times the amount of money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's
0: amazing gig. It's like a, I, yeah, I work with a COVID officer. It's was just like some kid. It was just like yeah. Like what are you? What are your complications? He's like, I, I have spray. It's I sort have of. Spray. Th- yeah, I, have a spray. I have spray. Like and like there would be. It, extra mask like, you know, if you need.
1: He would come in the morning, he would test us, he would do it. And then like, he would just kind of sit down all day and not really watch anything. And I'm like, I could do this. I was like, I could do this while I'm parking.
0: Um, You have to build that into the budget. And I'm sure you guys didn't have a ton of money to work with. And then you got to put that in. No, and then when you get popped for COVID, it becomes so much more expensive
1: because we were doing, I think, testing three times a week. And then once you get, there's multiple positives, we had to do two times a day three times a week uh,
0: that's just slows so it, it double yeah
1: so we had to lose a couple days we ended up doing three pickup reshoot days after wrap. so we got some stuff back but you know it wasn't in the desert it was in LA so you had to get creative with where you're shooting and how it's going to look and we reshot the opening of the movie and we shot that in Santa at this really cool spot out there that helped because you know mountain and dirt that's all you need
0: yeah <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors Coming soon to theaters. I love I love I'm Professor Kansas Bowling. I'm a graduate of the University of Teenage Studies, earning my PhD in the Young Girl. This is a film for all you mothers and fathers and those who wish to be. Parents, beware. Lock up your, your daughter. Cuddly toy. I'm so ashamed to say this, but... You don't have sex with me. Oh well. A typical teenage runaway. I love the nuclear. Radiated like Bikini at oh, I said if I loved him, he was allowed to fuck my asshole. Angel. You know that isn't what happened. She's fucking dead. We're gonna fucking deal with it, okay? Should we take her to a hospital? NO! You should model.
1: caged animals? It was, it was violent. I learned to like of like you. You're not the only cuddly toy that was ever
0: enjoyed by anymore. We're here to tell you about how hard our lives are. Being teenage girls. Cuddly toys getting canceled at a theater near you. I swear, this city gets crazier and crazier every day. Hey, mister. Oh, jeez, we got a live one. Say, hey, buddy, the English nobleman in my teeth told me something. That if you go to wnuf.bincartel.com, you get the out there Halloween mega tape. And other products. I bet you didn't know that. Did you know that the dust balls in my living room? They're there on purpose. Did you know that? Um, do you, do you want like a dollar or something? Ah! Ah! You just throw a cat at me? <laughs> oh my god, are you okay? I saw everything. Yeah. I think so. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm not going to rest until I find out more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Megatape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. I could tell you that much. Yes, I too would like to learn more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Megatape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. Taxi! Yeah. So this film's the resurrection of Charles Manson. How did you ever read anything about Charles Manson before this? Did you ever read Helter Skelter or anything like that?
1: Not before this. You know, it's funny. I always like growing up, I know I knew the name Charles Manson and I knew kind of who he was and what had happened with Sharon Tate and that whole event. But I didn't know a lot about him before this movie. So when I got into it, I read all the books, I watched countless interviews with him and just tried to get as much knowledge that I could about him, which was fascinating i mean fascinating. i don't know how much you've watched on him but he is such an interesting 100 person. absolutely
0: that's why i was like yeah. gonna ask like what do you think the appeal is and it's like you answered that with it's just he's endlessly fascinating yeah and, and he's the greatest example of right place right time because if he showed right. up today people go I Not. <laughs> yeah he was
1: too he was perfect for the 60s and 70s because perfect. that's what like but, you know, I was I was watching, you know, his Todd Snyder interview the one with, I, I can't remember, voice. he's got so many, but you're watching him and you're like, first of all, he's kind of cool and in, in not the greatest way, but he's kind of cool. He's got this long hair and this great beard, but he knows how to talk to young people who have not been hurt. So I'm like, if I'm 16 in the 60s and it's the whole, you know, flower child era where you want to rebel, I'm like, oh, this guy's got a ranch. He's just partying, doing drugs. There's pretty women around him and he's got great music seemed like a good time <laughs> like and like you yeah, very
0: here like he he had like a guy like Tex who was yeah. just like get me hot girls and get me the girls will bring yeah. more men it was a he it was it was it, a great it, networker he was a genius and, yeah whatever you say and that
1: he didn't do anything in the right.
0: long run like they, they he didn't do
1: anything which is even crazier because I don't know if you watched Mindhunter at all um, I haven't okay it's a great show i recommend I heard it, it's but, amazing yeah but it's cool because you watch these guys you know obviously it's based on true story and they're breaking down the serial killer and and looking for patterns and how to kind of predict you know how killings become more of like this you know they follow the serial killer etiquette and then charles manson is in one of the episodes and he just doesn't fit into anything you're like he's not a serial killer because he didn't kill anybody.
0: He just got everybody to do it for him and then died in jail. He wound up being like the great metaphor for the end of the sixties where all these, all these ideals about changing everything just came down. It's like, no, you're just a bunch of crazy people who just took a way too many drugs. (laughs) It's way too many drugs. Yeah. And then there was a whole, like, was he being tested with LSD by the
1: government? Like, you know, there was, you, you can see when he's older, he starts to, he's a completely different person and he's, out of his mind. I mean, you watch it, you know, towards the end and his hairline is somehow like all the way back here, but he's got long hair, he's got the swastika on his forehead and he is just making noise and not saying anything
0: he's also a guy who was made kind of by the prison system if you ever read like his like thing it was just like grew up in prison he grew up in prison and like yeah. a lot of his ideologies were found their basis in like because it was also the time where a lot of new agey kind of things were and those were being practiced in prison so he took he cherry picked the best bits for yeah. his like ideology yeah and you know he kind of just wanted to be famous his whole life
1: like you know he was he was friends with the Beach Boys yeah, they, it's did, crazy. they would do music together and he convinced those guys to help him write songs with them and then they kind of dropped him, but he's got an album. It's not bad. We have some of the music in the movie. It's not bad. If
0: you put that out instead of... A well-regarded like folk or, like rock yeah. guy from like for that time, era. Like, oh
1: yeah yeah like it works it's
0: weird <laughs> there's some really
1: weird songs there sure but for the most <laughs> part it just sounds like a folky kind of you know beach band
0: yeah so this was your first i know when i first like stepped onto that set for that first day because you know you spend all that months in pre-pro yeah and you're having all these conversations that first day on set that's just like that'll make anybody sack tight <laughs> it's just like yeah so, but you had Oops, you know, your dad there, i'm sorry but you had like your dad there and like a lot of vets are around you so like was it good to be able to lean on those people like who've been on more sets or yeah
1: well you know we had obviously jamie and my dad and and will but they came and you know obviously they're a bit more seasoned they came in later though so i think it was the the, for the first week and a half it was me and josh and Catherine who are our two leads and and we were kind of just doing it on our own and i had my dp he's a good friend of mine parker so we, I was able to lean on him and he's been doing this, you know, he's been doing this much longer than I have. So I I felt so supported and so like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I know how to do best that I I really wasn't, you know, you, you shake off the cobwebs and the first couple of takes and they're never the best. And there's always delays, but I was like, I I'm ready for this. And I want to do this and I've got the right people around me. And it was a, you know, it was a rocky first day, but once you get the, no, I didn't go set nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't go to set nervous though. I was like ready. I was like, I've done, we've done the work. I've been prepping and I get to lead a set. And I'm kind of excited for that.
0: For anybody who hasn't done it, it's the most frustrating. It's it's incredibly like I don't think I've ever been more frustrated. But it's also it's a high, and you wind up chasing. It's a high, it yeah. It really is. I never did a lot of
1: team sports, but I imagine it's like you know being the captain of the football team and walking everyone down onto the field. It's like you are in charge of these 40 people. Like I was arguably one of the youngest people on set, but still, you have all these people who like would ask me questions like, "You've been doing this longer than me." Like, yeah, but this is your this is your thing
0: that's good and
1: there is such a i don't want to say hierarchy but a respect for position
0: well that's pros i mean when you deal with pros it's a great it's nothing like i've been on both sides of that like in like where you're dealing with you know to put it mildly rank amateurs who yeah. just like and it's just a mess but when you have people right. who are good and solid and you can see that it's like it's why you spend the money on those people who like are pros. Right. because it's like oh he hasn't done much but they haven't done much but you know maybe they got eh, usually no it's no, tough no. <laughs> it's like when you and know, you know somebody, I- I've had some yeah. stories, but it's
1: just oh my god, I know uh, off air,
0: I'll tell you. <laughs> We're not recording. You DP'd a few films, right? A few shorts. I DP'd right?
1: a bunch of shorts. Yeah. You know, I went to New York Film Academy here in Burbank, mm. and it was a very uh intense program. It was essentially like a trade school. Like all you really did was film. Like we had class Monday through mm, Friday, wow. and then we filmed and then we filmed every weekend. And you had to do everything. And I'm a very visual person, so I found cinematography to kind of, it was what my brain worked with the best, you know, being able to set up lights and and position the camera. I see how it all looks in my head and then working with like wardrobe and, you know, props, cinematography, the gaffer, everyone to really like, okay, this is what it's going to look like and this is how we have to make it happen.
0: Yeah, it's about delegate. I mean, the whole job is just delegating and it's... I, for me, I have the issue of like I want to do everything. It's just like I want right. to do everything myself, and it's just like you have to let go of that. Um, exactly. I want the same thing. Like I want to
1: do everything. Like I want to be dressing people. I want to be building sets. Like I loved building sets when we were doing them uh, in school. You know, I love gaffing. I was like, okay, if I can direct, I get to do a little bit of everything and not right. not get in anyone's way yeah. and kind of have the excuse to like tell people, no, 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 we should do this. <laughs> But with actors, and I think it's like I'm so used to being around that type of person, you know, being on set, I love to watch always. I always love to watch, you know, how the director worked, you know, how actors worked and how people interact with each other. So I think I re- I slowly just kind of picked up on how to talk to people. You never tell them exactly what to do or, you know, you you feel this or you do this. It's like, let's talk through it. How about we try or, you know you know, throw the, take this idea. So I I had no issue talking with the actors. Even my dad, like, you know, obviously he's, you know, the big fish on set when he was working, but but there was a way that I understood how to like, talk to him and he would bring his, obviously his own work to it. But then if we wanted to try something different, not frustrating anybody and being like, let's just obviously collaborate and figure this out. So I didn't have an issue with talking to actors. I, I felt very comfortable talking with them, which I think helped a lot. It was the first time I was, I had to work with chemistry. Are two actors who you know you need you need this relationship and there are certain points where the chemistry doesn't hit so trying to find the respectful way to be like i need you to be more i need boyfriend this a girlfriend. i need this out of you that was the most challenging part was not sounding like i want you guys to be more lovey-dovey it's like well
0: no here's the, kind of the circumstance and how do we get that out i go the back route like how do you think that what i i that's how right. i do things i kind of go the back route i don't actually say what i want it's like that was interesting yeah, what'd you think of that? Yeah. Like, how, how do it, you feel? How do you You'll feel about with that? that? You that's like how. That? Yeah, that's the move. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, I understand that because I've been on both sides of that too, where it's like, right. you want to respect what they're doing, but you kind of need something. It's just trying to. It's just finding the most tactful way to get. It's just. It's about exactly. tact. It really is about tact. So I've worked with some directors who don't have so much tact. I, yeah. is like, and it's. You're you're kind of like a con artist. Where like you want to
1: make them think that this is their that's, idea. That's exactly <laughs> what it is.
0: But it's amazing oh. how you came up with that. And like like yeah. You're
1: you're just like, kinda that,
0: that's it. it
1: but back. you know I, what was cool was the most of the movie are these two actors and it was about two weeks that it was just the two of them. So we really got to get onto our own rhythm with each other and. Obviously, I had known Josh for quite some time, and Catherine. She was on the show Kingdom that my dad was on, and I was a PA on that show during the summers when I was at school. So I had met her briefly on that show. So there was some like rapport, but yeah, we had a great time. It really was a blast. it was a young crew, so everyone connected very well. I mean, I still see a lot of them to this day.
0: So you were a PA, huh? I've done that. That's... Oh yeah, <sighs> I love I. You know what? You I loved it. it though. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. I'm,
1: I'm, a, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I loved it. I I did it for probably on and off about seven years.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could never go again. I always I'm always nice to the PAs because it's just like I've been there and it's just like I know how they're nervous that the flop sweat that they have going. It's brutal. It is brutal. It's the most exhausting position
1: on the entire set.
0: You're getting there like before said, everybody else, and you wind up leaving after everybody. First else. one on,
1: last one off, yeah. and it's like if you're working overtime, and it's a 16-hour day for everybody, it's an 18 or 19-hour day for the PAs, and you know, 12-hour turnaround isn't isn't too great for PAs. You
0: think yeah, 12-hour turnaround stinks on ice when you're a PA. Yeah, <laughs> three-hour turnaround.
1: Though. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it's funny because you know I I, I mean up until. So we shot in March of 2021 up until December of 2020. I was still doing PA work. Wow. So like, it was such a weird transition where like we had the PAs on, on our set. And it was funny because I was still in like, oh, this is just a school project mode. I knew obviously it was a real set and we're making a movie and it's a feature, but it just felt like the only times I'd really been in this position on a set was in school with all my friends around me where there's not that, you know, hierarchy of director DP, PAs and PAs, you know, get whatever you need. because whatever, when you're doing school stuff, everyone does everything. Right. So like when I would walk off set to go get a coffee, the PAs be like, I'll go get it for you. I'm like, no, it's fine. I can do it. They're like, you gotta, you gotta stay here. <laughs> this is why I'm here. I'm like, are you sure? Are you okay with that? Is, that's okay for you? They're like, it's my job, idiot.
0: I'm like, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. It's like when I first moved into my building, my first building with a doorman, I was just, just yeah. like, think, oh, you don't have to get the door for me. It's like, no, that's what I'm literally paid to do just that, yeah. is to get the door. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. I, ha- I had that with a building manager. I'd be like,
1: hey, you know, my apartment's leaking, but I'll figure it. He's like, no, I'll come over. I'm like, don't worry. It's three o'clock in the morning. It's like it, it's my job. I manage the building. And go, I'm, so, I'm sorry to bother you. He's like you're not that. bothering. He's like you're not bothering me. This is what I signed up for.
0: All right. Yeah. That school project energy. But that's the thing. Is like I always find that's what it works best when something has yeah. that kind of casual feel. Like where it's professional but it's casual. Like when it's not pressure cooker. Because I think that's yeah. when it gets pressure cooker and too uh, regimented. A, A, that kind of kills creativity, I always feel. And I agree. And it's just unneeded stress. I've been on situations like projects where it's just like, why are we, why is everybody like walking on eggshells around each other? Like, and nobody's talking. And that's the thing is like, I always feel the best way to foster a set is where everybody's enjoying it, like, everybody's mixing with each other. Like it, it, like the best sets always feel like a cocktail party where you just occasionally they work.
1: You know, if, if it almost feels like you're just working with family, where like you're this big crew that you've known each other forever because everyone, you know, you know everyone's name. Everyone has a good, you know, has good small talk. You're friends, you like each other's company because you're on set for a long time and you are with these people. For you know, I was with these people for we were in the desert for 30 days because COVID shut us down, but we couldn't leave. So you're oh, in the so desert for you from... had to Oh, those gaps in production, you just had to stay oh, on location. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah, we nuts. stayed in location. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been to Yuca Valley out here, uh, but there's nothing. There's an <laughs> no, apple these, and that's pretty much it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you guys were hitting I that mean, bees every night, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, you really get to know, but you want to make sure that you're with people that you want to see every day and every night and on the weekends because that's all you will see. And it's kind of cool because you create these bonds with people that you can explain to somebody else, but no one really no understands understand. it.
0: No, it's really weird. I said it to John, to Swab and Rosen. It's just like, yeah. is that it's almost like going to war with somebody where it you is. just sit there and you kind of like, you won't see each other for a long time. It's just like, ah, remember we had that five-story walk-up? We had to fucking bring that Fisher Dolly up? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's so funny you say it because I think Kingdom was 2017 that I
1: was PA. When I went on, they put me, you know, to like shadow a PA for a couple days, and I just started hanging out with him again, and it's so funny, like, we sit down and like, we're just going through like war stories of like that time, and it's like, I think you establish such a connection on set where you cannot see somebody for a couple years, but you see them, and and like, there's that immediate connection, like no time has passed.
0: Cause you do spend an unholy amount of time. It's an unnatural amount yeah. of time to be around other people. It really it's is. It's too much. It's if, too much. And I had that sometimes where I was like, cause
1: we had a, it was me and my DP and our production designer, we shared an Airbnb and everyone was at a, a motel. So everyone would just, I was like, come over. Like, everyone can just come over. But there got to a point where I was like, and it was during our hiatus. I was like, I love everybody, but I'm going to hate you if you do not leave this house. Get away from me. <laughs> I was like, leave me alone. I was like, I, I understand, like you guys are having fun, it's cool, but like the movie is shut down, and I have to figure out how to come back from this. Get out!
0: <laughs> I, don't, I can't deal. Do I
1: don't care where you go. Just get out.
0: <laughs> Just not here. You don't have to go yeah, home, but you can't stay. You here. don't have to go
1: home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't care if you go to a bar, go to Applebee's, go to the mall. I don't care. Get away from me. <laughs>
0: it's such a social scene with film sets it's funny where i never understood this i I, and even when i was younger i could not it's like you'd work 13 14 hours with somebody it's like all right we're going to a bar now we want to hang out it's like i i have nothing left to say to any single one of you. I've yeah. done talking for the day. I don't I'm exhausted. We're I'm dirty. I'm don't tired. Think... I'm hungry. I, I just no, want to... No matter what position you're in,
1: you have yeah. black
0: shit caked under your fingernails at the end Always. of every day.
1: I don't even know Doesn't, how. It, I don't get it either, but it happens. We, so we were in the desert for a month. It took me two months to rehydrate <laughs> because and we were shooting outside. Like a yeah, <laughs> I mean... I came back like my lips were chapped for two months. I was like, I was like, am I dying? I was like, did I catch something in the desert? Like, and I went to the I went to the health thing over here, and they're like, you were severely dehydrated. I'm like, interesting, because you know you wear the mask on set and you don't drink water,
0: and it just gets you. Yeah, it's weird, like, you get to such a groove, it's just like, I haven't peed for 20 hours. I wonder if that's a problem. I, I, I was just
1: thinking that. I go, you know, there'd be so many days where I would get back home and I'd be like, I did not pee today. I've been drinking, but I haven't peed today.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh man, that's so funny. What's your favorite film that your dad's been in that you've seen? Oh. Ooh, that's an interesting question. You haven't seen Little Dixie. I think you'll love that. He's great. I haven't seen Little Dixie yet. I want to see it.
1: You know, if I'm being honest, I've missed the last couple of, of, You're of his. Are you um, busy? I give top three. I give you top three. Okay, give me top three. Okay. I'll give you top three. I love Warrior. Okay. Which I just love everything about that movie. And it, I always say at the end of the movie, no matter how tough you think you are, when Joel and Tom are fighting and the national song starts playing, you will cry. I don't care who you are. I don't care how tough you think you breaks are. Breaks that arm, man. That scene breaks you. Um, the Gray was always, you know, was right, a, really was good. a favorite. And then he did a movie called Disconnect with Henry Alex Rubin. It's it seen. came out. It came out before The Gray, but it, and it was kind of ahead of its time, where it was, it followed three or four different storylines, and it's how social media and kind of the internet destroy these lives you've got a husband and wife who are cheating on each other with like online people there's a story of bullying there's a catfishing incident it's really good if you get a chance i would check it out i'll check it out yeah absolutely yeah um, I love Basel. Basel was fun. And it was, you know, it was a great time. And obviously all the Captain America and Persian. He was like, this are just your fun. Your dad's I love in the more Mar- MCU. I know. That's crazy. Like, and I'll tell you, so I remember the day he got the call for Crossbones. We were living in New York and he had just gotten a haircut and we were walking and they were like, he got a call from his agents. And they were saying, you know, we got this, the Russos are doing the next Captain America. And there's this role, Brock And He was like, oh, I don't know. Think about it. And we were talking, he was like, you got to do that. I was like, that is so cool. So then he did it. And then it became like the coolest thing ever. When he did Civil War, he got to be in the suit. And then he went for Endgame. It's It's so cool. I got little brothers. So like we all and we all love it. So like my youngest brother's 15. And he is obsessed with Marvel. And you know, he, his goal is he wants to be the next Spider-Man. I was like, well,
0: you know, I think it's kind of taken for the, you know, foreseeable future. (laughs) Your dad's a specimen. Rose let his age like set his age. I'm like, he's not because like, it's like, wait, I thought we were the same age because he's no, like no, no. in yeah, he, incredible shape. He works
1: hard. You know, I mean, one is like, obviously, like I said, you know, it's people are like, why does he stay in such... You know, well, it's his job. That's kind of what he... You know, it's his genre, but... He's always been like that, you know, from the time I grew up, it was always that was was always in that shape. And he's the hardest work. He's really the hardest working guy now, which was fun because I've never got to experience him on like working with him on set. Like I've obviously been on set and I was a PA and I got to watch him, but I never got to have that, you know, director actor relationship with him. So then when we got on set, it was so cool to like watch him do what he does best and then we would talk about it and if it had to be changed which rarely ever happened we got to have that that conversation but it was such a it was such a bizarre experience it was great i mean it was for the first one it it was just so much fun
0: it's like your dad it's like because it's your dad it's just like yeah he does yeah, stuff yeah. You know, it's
1: like, yeah it's like and you actually was like wow he's really good at this <laughs> yeah i'm like oh right like you know because it's funny because now obviously like now in the last five years he's really become recognizable and people like see him on the street or you know people want to take a picture with him or, or talk to him and like you said like he's always just been my dad and like obviously i know it's his job but like you don't register it where i'm like people know who you are like it's such a weird thing to yeah. be like oh right someone's looking at you at a like we're all at dinner and it's just a normal family dinner but, someone's looking, with their eyes but just... someone's looking at you going like holy shit that's frank grillo and it's such a weird idea like it's such a weird thing to think about
0: yeah a stranger knows you like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and that's... knows you really well like is like obsessed with you right which that's is it. bizarre is there a dream project you have? Is there like a movie Ooh. like oh if I got the fucking money for this? Uh a dream project. I mean, I'm such a
1: like i I'm such a comic book theme. Like I would love to be able to do one of these new as much as I love Marvel, I would I mean I like I would say no. I wouldn't say no to anything, but no, I you feel don't like say such to that. a great <laughs> you you don't say call, no to Marvel. Take it. Like, yeah, but like I, I was a Batman kid growing up. Mm. Like I, I think I was Batman like nine years in a row for Halloween. Um <laughs> So like Batman would be great. Um, I know they're doing like the Booster Gold series, which is like also like a dream project. So something in that world of whether DC or Marvel, I
0: would be like, of course, I'm ready. Alan Moore's run on Swamp Things, one of my favorite things ever. He's great. Yeah, He's Alan great. Moore's so good. It's annoying. so talented. <laughs> it's yeah. so. Good. He's retiring yeah, like, now.
1: Yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, sure. I, I would do. I would do a superhero. I, was, I mean, I would <laughs> love to. It's just such a pat. It'd be such a passion project, but obviously such a huge scale of what they've become now and i'm excited to see what james gunn
0: does with the dc world now because i really like the suicide squad i thought that was a, that, i thought that I thought that was great fantastic and
1: i've loved his guardians movies They're I thought great. they've
0: all been great
1: yeah and i've heard the new one is really really good i'm nervous because yeah. like it's one of those oh
0: somebody's gonna die that i like i know it oh you know someone's dying oh, oh you s- know someone's dying for sure yeah he ain't, we ain't yeah, getting t- out of t- that oh
1: yeah. no
0: no no yeah batman it's funny you say batman was one of my things growing up the first movie i watched was 89 tim burton movies that made me want to go, that made me want to go i want to, yeah. like a lot of kids came out of that i want to be, i want to be batman i said i want to make stuff like that that was fun to watch but wait, that's a cool batman like those movies like i just
1: watched them again with my younger brother they still hold like they're still badass like they still hold up and like I, I, keaton is batman like when i saw him in the trailer he goes yeah, i rolled the fucking tear, dude
0: i rolled like, yeah I couldn't help you it. You hear the Danny Elfman track, and you're like, no. <laughs> the Danny Elfman, those those scores for that. I listen to that oh just my for, for my own fun. Like that's that's oh, my. It's move. in my gym playlist. Is the Danny Elfman Batman track? It
1: just pops up, and I'm like, Dude, It get oh, you
0: pumped.
1: I do this it gets you pumped. <laughs> <laughs>